What's up, everyone? Welcome to BJJ and Brews. I'm your co-host, Noah John, joined by my other co-host, Christopher Vu. Chris, how are you? I'm well. I'm very well, actually. Right. I'm very well. Are we allowed to talk about what we did today? Uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> Let get me there. finish the we'll intro. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is episode 31. I'll keep it short. Like, subscribe, share. We all love all that good stuff. We have some stuff in the works. I'm not going to reveal it yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. Stay so tuned. Stay tuned for that. Definitely stay tuned. And we're probably going to start dropping episodes on a different day besides Saturday. So as you can tell, you're not listening to this one on Saturday. So it's either dropping Sunday night or Monday morning, which I think is a better. Um, we just bo- we both think it's a better time. Yeah. On your podcast. drive back to work. Yeah, on your drive back to work. For those of phase, you. Phase phase one. Phase one. Phase rollout. one B. Yeah, something like that. Or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chris, <clears throat> we're not being sponsored here, but. This was uh, my actually my roommate. So I mean, tell she's me. kind of sponsoring us, right? Yeah. It's, so, a, so. Um, <laughs> it's a Miami cocktail company, a Bellini Spritz. So, yeah, so um, she's a big believer in. She does not like the hard ciders, or the, or the the hard seltzers. So she does not like White Claw, Truly, all that stuff. She thinks they have. Uh, she's suspicious of their ingredients. This thing is actually I mean, like it's not legal. If you, I mean, well, like, I, I, well we're not going to get into. That. <laughs> I mean, like, is she is she like a five G? This is this is BJJ. And, no, she's not like that. Okay, I was like, like, that. like, are we getting this? Is, is this is BJJ that? and Bruce, not BJJ and hard seltzers? But it is it is tasty. It is tasty. I, I will it looks say, really good. It almost looks like uh, it's like a Red Bull size. Yeah. Um. It's. I've actually. I mean, I don't. I don't really drink. Like. We'll cocktails. see how red your face gets. I don't know. I'm pretty red right now, regardless. So, um, yeah, because that 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 Mick Ultra earlier. Oh yeah, the Michelob Ultra. Yeah, the athlete drink. It is. The I mean, like it's beer. it's refreshingly whatever the I don't even know the terminology for. All I know is I remember Lance Armstrong was their pitch man for a while. I mean, they give it to you like they sponsor like five Ks all the time. Oh so, really? Yeah, like all the time. This it's yeah. the it's the drink of runners yeah. and Ironman athletes. Reward yourself or something. I've I've. So, so how many calories does it have? 80 or 60? 110. No. Well, no, this. I was talking about... Um, I think it's 95. 95. And it's, it's, no, I take that back. Yeah, it's 95. Because when I worked for the um, beer distributor, our thing was like, for Miller Lite, Miller Lite's 99 calories. What's what's really a difference? It's under not, 100, bro. It's under, right? <laughs> so, so people would be like, oh, I'm just not looking for... High. I'm like, ours is four calories more. That's like not even a piece of popcorn. Like yeah, but and it's cheaper. Like drink the Miller Light, great. But it's taste. only three digits, less or two like digits rather. Ninety nine calories versus ninety five, or whatever the case is. Oh, so Jesus. So, um, how has your? You, you have a quarantine haircut. I do. Um, you look like Viet. For those of you that train at our gym, that's first off, that's <laughs> super racist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Says the guy who's like, "Am I doing that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Am I doing the thing? Nothing." <laughs> um, yeah. So I I was. I was on typically I get a haircut every five weeks. Okay. Um, it, it was on week eight because I was I, I, I so saw this you right were like, three weeks over. I, I I saw it like I was like the like literally the last day before quarantine. I was like, they're gonna shut shit down. I need to get a haircut. So I went that Friday right after work, got a haircut. I'm like, this shit'll pass in like a month. You could have invited your barber over to your place. I could have, but like I'm you're not like I'll just deal you, with yeah. that. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll suffer. I don't need to be like Mr. Karen. 
See, I thought when I because you posted a, a photo of the the before and after, I thought that you had attempted to cut your own hair and then kind of like like I'm gonna try and give myself a fade. You know, have you seen no. those guys on social media? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, check out my my quarantine haircut that I did myself, and you're kind of like, yeah, okay, hey, so good job. Um, hopefully Frankie's not listening. Um, but so the guy, I was like, I know y'all cut your own hair or whatever it is, and my my buddy Steve was like, I could fade your hair. I used to cut guys' hair all the time. I was like, fucking do it. So I, I we got at work one day right after lunch. We all kind of I sat in the warehouse and wrapped the towel around my neck. Oh boy. And and I mean I tell you what it wasn't bad, you know he he faded it was a little bit of a line, and then, um, and Sean was like that that looks like shit like you just got just 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 get that get all that off and he just clipped on so he had actually faded from a one to a two and Sean just clipped on the two and just did everything and I was like actually this doesn't look that bad, um, and then I got home from work yesterday I'm like man like just this little like peach fuzz thing needs to go so I have a number one at home I don't know why I don't have more guards mm-hmm. so I just took the number one and just did everything. So I think I might stick with it. I'm not. I mean, it's super easy. Have you showered with it yet? Oh, it's so it saves me 10 minutes in the morning. Like, How about that? And like, now 10 minutes times. Uh, and let's assume it's just during the work. A week. 50 work. Yeah. 58, 50 weeks. Right. So 50 weeks. At, you know, no. Well, 50 weeks, like 50 weeks, 10 minutes. So that's 50 minutes a week. Right. That I'm saving 10 times five. Yeah. That's uh, 50 times 50 times 50. 2,500 minutes I'm saving, yeah. right? A year just by not having... I can wake up 10 minutes later now. Let's do the calculation. Yeah, we're, we're both horribly... Wait, hang on. You're a computer... Yeah, I know. You're a computer scientist. That's 41 hours. 41 hours, right? So 41 hours I'm saving for... Dude, you could be playing mobile minutes. games. You could be doing, you could be getting <laughs> exactly getting more achievements in mobile games, or doing my like Jocko like hundred push-ups or something. But no, it's it's definitely I, I might stick with it, and it's saving me thirty bucks every five weeks. What too. does Stacy think, your wife? I mean, I texted her like right off the bat, and she was like, she's like, look, look, it looks good. And I was like, okay, so cool. You know, what's funny is like it, it finally came full circle. My best friend Andrew, he um, when we were in college, we made a bet. And we're like, all right, oh, if you shave your head, I'll shave my head. And I was like, yeah, 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 all right, let's go. And so, like, I came over to his place one day, and he's like, Chris? And, like, he went over the door. He's like, remember our bet? And I was like, yeah. He's like, did you do it? I was like, I thought we were kidding. Oh, geez. And he fucking bicked his head, like, razor. Well, that, when you, see, I don't consider what you did shaving your head. No, no, this you, is just, I just. crew cut. Yeah, like, I mean, this is beyond a crew cut. but I mean, It's a buzz It's cut. literally number it's, one. It's a yeah. buzz cut. But to me, when you sh- when someone says shave their head, I, I expect the bick to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he, he bicked his head. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do shit. So, full circle, he's, 12 years later, I I finally fulfilled my end of the well, deal. it took a while, but. You know. You managed to do it, it. Hey, I, I'm a man of integrity. There you go. But, so, how have you been, man? Like, I've, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen so, you So. I am, uh, I'm doing great. This, uh, this quarantine, for those of you listening, we're, if you're not located in Florida, we're located in Orlando and Florida will be opening gyms Monday. So this is Saturday. So two days from now, gyms will be opening, yes. which means it looks like, while it's not confirmed as of this time, my expectation is that our gym's going to be open next week. If not Monday, you know, shortly thereafter. And people are going to be training. What capacity? I don't exactly know. What's your What's your hypothesis? We We both have our, our guesses. I think it's going to be packed to the gills. I don't think it's going to be packed to the gills. I think it's going to be 
I'd have to like almost kind of go through a mental thing in my mind, but I think like a roll uh, call basically. Yeah, I'd have to think who, how many are hardcores, how many are not hardcores, how many people are, you know, sensitive to the health risks, how many people live with elderly. Like I know people that, yeah, you know, I, I you know I know people that might train but have they live with an elderly person and maybe they'll still train, but I would definitely you know give pause. I mean honestly like. I'm more apt to give pause now because you're dealing with a larger population base going to the gym and you don't don't know what they've been doing. Yeah, that's you know? that's a big thing. And hopefully they've been quarantining. Yeah. Now hopefully. I've been train I've been I've been training in over this quarantine period and it's been it's been great. Uh primarily lifting, like doing strength and conditioning, but that's really uh kind of reset your game is a little different I felt it today. Oh really? Yeah. What felt different? Because I little, we were just warming up. Yeah. It was definitely your passing style was a little bit, a little tighter. Yeah. A little, a little tighter, yeah. <laughs> you got that iron coffin going there. Well, yeah. there was one thing I did that was directly from something that Paul showed me. So I was in, and, and, and we got to do it. And unfortunately, the round just, the round kind of ended. But it's the um, over under pass mm-hmm. when the person on bottom decides to bring their leg all the way across so their foot yeah, is yeah. now covering my. Now, some people don't have the hip flexibility to do that. Uh, I you do. do. Yeah. Um, I've gone with other guys like Nick Benicasa that also do that. And I obviously I know that you can't pass the traditional side Yes. because of that. But I try to just back out and go in again and try to break that free. Oh, the, with hopes of them extending their leg, essentially. Yeah, to and, flatten, then, and, 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 and yeah. then like get more pressure so you can't, you can't do that again. So I'm still trying to pass that way. I'm just readjusting. Yeah, yeah. What Paul showed me is you pass the other way. And that's what I did with you. Now you framed very. I got past your legs, right? But you you framed on me nicely. I think I just arms. sat up, right? Like you you framed hard, which is well, great. Now I have to deal with the next step of the progression. Yeah. I got by your legs. Now I have to secure side Locked control. Down the upper body. Yeah, and I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. But that was really cool. It it, it almost feels like an like a uh, double underpass where you reach the far lapel thumb down, and use that, and you pass the other way. Yeah, it yeah, worked. Yeah, I, got I mean, yeah. I, I did it to you, and I was like, shit, it worked. Because I, I told him, I was like, yeah, Chris, because he did it to me, and he was nice enough to say afterwards, like, hey, you should just, you know, in that position, you can pass this way. Like, yeah. you had me, which is the great thing about Paul is he's he's been able to, because I've rolled with him a lot, stop me in positions where I was I didn't know I had an opening. And then he's like, you know, you could have done this. Like, I was hoping yeah. you didn't know to do that. So he's giving me more ammunition to use against him, which we've talked about, which is like yeah, are people possessive of knowledge or people trying to and he's make hel- everyone better. By helping you, he's helping himself. Too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so like, now he can't do that. So uh, it was, um, you know, overall, this this quarantine period for me, uh, I've been I mean, I'm very blessed because I, I always work from home. And so in that respect, I wasn't too affected. But I, it's, it's kind of reset training habits. I got strength and conditioning back into it. Yeah, I, so I, you're no more Pavel, right? I mean, we're doing kettlebell stuff, but I'm not doing. I'm. I'm just the fact that I'm working out with one or two other guys means I'm just going to push myself there, more. There is something to, and that. I'm going to. Yeah, so I think that yeah. in of itself, in terms of the programming, yes, I was doing kind of static, not static, but like fixed load. So I was lifting the same amount each week. And going for higher reps, and Paul has this on a routine where it's, um, it's it's variable. So it's every month is a cycle, 
So I, I think he talks about mesocycles. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is already beyond my my pay grade in terms of knowledge on this stuff. But conceptually, it's like I think it's we do four weeks where we work up, and then unless we don't have a natural deload in there from people's, you know, Paul believes that a lot of times we don't need to do a deload week because life gets in the way anyway. So if he goes <laughs> camping for a weekend, that's a deload anyway in of itself. But we actually did have a deload week in there, but it's four weeks up. And I think every six to eight weeks, you actually change the exercise. So if you're doing deadlifts with a straight bar after six to eight weeks, you're going to change it for a trap bar. You yeah. Know? So I wonder if that's, is it because after the six to eight weeks, you've just sort of developed the mechanical efficiency? You've like, you've learned the skill of it. So you need to re-challenge yourself. I, by I think it's also, a, I, I, I haven't asked him, but I would imagine it's some concept, you know, of confusion, like yeah. confusing a little bit, but I, uh, but our lift, I'm not doing like sets of eight to 12. Our oh, max, yeah. he's, he's a four guy, right? It's five, three, one. So you, you, you warm up, you warm up, you warm up, whatever you yeah, feel yeah. like you need to warm up. And then your first working sets at five, then you up the weight and you go to three and then you up the weight and you do Ooh, the one. That Wendler is. And is I, uh, I, I, I haven't, I never tracked my lifts, uh, before. So I don't know if I'm doing you know, if I'm hitting new strength records, but I feel like on my deadlift, I'm already like lifting more than I've lifted, you know? So it's, it's really felt good. It's made an impact on my jujitsu 100%. Um, the strength part. So that's an interesting thing, And the conditioning part. That's a really interesting thing. We, you know, uh, in our previous podcasts, um, the past, I think the three podcasts ago, Paul talked about like strength and conditioning and it takes about eight weeks to develop strength and eight weeks to develop, you know, like there's something about that eight weeks that, mm-hmm. of like losing strength and conditioning as well. So we're on roughly week eight now, yeah. right? Like at what point did you notice that, oh, this is kind of working? I probably noticed it. Or is it placebo? No, I definitely noticed it. Now, the the other thing is I have the benefit of probably being – I don't think anybody I'm grappling with has been as active as me. So I think a lot of guys, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. A guy like Jovan hasn't trained, so he's yeah. out of sh- he's out of shape for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he's not strong anymore. He's still very strong, but I think you know yeah, he definitely felt different today. You know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah. think not only uh, I don't want to take I don't want to artificially inflate my improvement or how I feel because my tra- a lot of my training partners have not had the benefit of yeah, the training fair. schedule that I've had. But a lot of the guys that I train with, you know, because you train with them, are 190, 200, 210, and, you know, they're taller than me by a couple inches. So to add a few pounds, so I went from 163, I'm like 175 now. Really? So, I mean, there's, Some there's, of water, there's water weight and stuff. Uh, but just being able to frame in certain, like when guys are trying to pass the side control and I'm pushing behind their elbow, like just I'm able to hold guys off Yeah, where they were able to break me down before. And just the conditioning part, being able to go, and that's the bigger thing to me is being strong, but being able to maintain a higher work rate for the duration of the role is it's it's amazing what it feels like to be in superior not again i I don't think i'm in great shape but relative to people that haven't been doing any strength and conditioning to notice that difference it's like that makes all the difference in the world you know and so it's uh 
and also the fact that I'm training with two guys that have the mindset of wanting to compete. Paul wants to compete. Uh, Eli is is now, going to compete. Is right? is going to compete now. Day one so, was yesterday. Yeah, so that is just it's just good to have that intensity, you know. So it's been really um, really beneficial for me, and it's also been really nice to do jujitsu without having to take a class and be given new knowledge. So I've gotten to refine what I have. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm training every day, like the, you know, it's been very sporadic and with the same small group of people, you know, so that's for safety thing, standards. Right? For those like, wondering like, Hey, wait a minute, you guys are rolling during the quarantine. Like, no, it's, it's just, there are a couple people that, you know, we lift together. And, and a lot of times it was just me, Paul and Eli doing a few rolls after lifting too. So we're right. lifting, the three of us, and then maybe our conditioning was to do five rounds, you know, rotating. So that's the context of what it was. It wasn't like we had these massive randories or anything like that. The, the, um, so that's an interesting thing that you just brought up, right? Like, because I, and maybe it's the student in me that's coming out, but it's also, you know, we, we kind of discussed with Paul on the previous podcast about the idea of trying to keep things fresh and new with like just constant, like, a new part of the curriculum and a little tweak here, a little bit there, you know? And you said like, you've been able to just not have constantly new information and you've gotten the ability, the opportunity rather to work on it and, or yeah. whatever it is that you want to work on. Right. And really, really refine it. You know, I'm a big believer in that. And like, there's a certain reason why I play half guard a certain way is because I've really, you know, when I was training at Longwood, Jose would spend literally a month on, not necessarily the same technique, but just the same systems and heuristics of with, within a certain position, basically. And like, so I play a certain way. There's something to that, right? I mean, like, do you think it's possible for a curriculum to be developed that can keep it fresh, but also allow the student to keep on working on w without them getting bored and, and really give them the opportunities to just to hone that skill and that the, to develop that sensitivity almost of being in that position and like knowing the reactions that you should be doing and that sort of thing. Well, I think that right now no one has come up with a way to teach jujitsu a standard way. So I believe the onus is on the student to, identify what they want to do at a certain so at a certain skill level the student needs to go on their own journey of personal development to develop their game and i i i'm using words that everyone says like oh right around purple bells when people start developing their game yeah you know and i think there's actually some truth to it i i think i think the purpose of class is to expose students to knowledge and i think in class you should practice that knowledge is it something you're going to do day in and day out in a, in a situation? Like you can't do everything you're taught in every role. You have to kind of go out, go with a purpose of this is what I want to do for that role. So when we have a normal schedule and we're working on, let's say, spider guard, I think most students are going to try to do more spider guard stuff when they roll at the end of that class because that's what's fresh and they want to try it out, you know? I don't think that's the case. Well, I, I do that. I, I've seen people like that because I always had a joke with Victor. Where it was like, if you want to be successful at the technique, 
do the technique from three months ago because people aren't like yeah, yeah, aware yeah. to defend it. But I do think at a certain point, which has happened kind of by accident, by happy accident because of the quarantine is because I don't have new techniques to practice. Now it's a question of, well, what do you want to do, Noah? Yeah. So now I'm just answering the question of how do my roles go? Where do I get stuck? And then those are my points of, of emphasis. So I end up, you know, I, I had this thing of like, I want to work my single leg X entries because I feel like I'm good. And I felt more confident in single leg X, even in the gi, not trying to attack leg locks, but just single leg X. And you know what? I never really got into it rolling with Eli and Paul and, and some other people. But you know what I got into a lot of was half guard. Because so, that's that's because I imagine that's what they're feeding you. That's what I'm getting, on. whether whether it's how much of it is me funneling them into it and how much of them is is how much of it is them putting me into it. I've just said I'm in half I'm in half guard a lot. Well well shit, I need to like polish up on half, half guard. guard sure. So I actually started looking at the Danaher instructional for half guard. Which and, is very and, good. Yeah, and, and it was great for just basics. So I learned a few more basic concepts and I worked on that and, and it already did start to get me out of those ruts that my roles yeah. would get into. And that to me is the way you, and, and today was a great, so then with these bigger guys, if I roll with bigger guys that tend to pass on their knees, I was like, okay, I need to do something else besides just giving big guys half guard right away. Cause it's just, it, you know, I'm, a, I'm going to be under a heavy guy. Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world, but maybe I don't want to just go to it right away. Like, maybe there's no. another guard. Or you I need can... to go deep. Yeah. You need to so, go deep into it. Exactly. Like, so, that they're... so, basically, and what's funny is I saw a video by uh, Chewy, the jiu-jitsu guy from Kentucky, out in Louisville, Kentucky, and he, was, he answered a question of, like, how, you know, how do I get better? And he's like, you focus on a few techniques. You focus on what your, what your problem areas are where you find yourself a lot, you get that better, and then you move on to the next. And that's what I did as a white belt because I always tell people I started in side control. Like, every role, I was in side control. So all I asked questions about was how do I get out of side control? And then once I – how do I get out of side control position two? Because then people go to one. So I said, how do I get to, out of position one side control? If you don't know what we're talking about, it, you know, it doesn't yeah, yeah, matter. Yeah. It just you – know, and then you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and then suddenly, like, okay, now I actually have a little control now over the roles because I'm not being rutted into these positions. But as I go with better and better people, I'm still going to get stuck in certain positions and – not having to say, hey, we're doing reverse Delaheva practice this week. I'm not just going to reverse Delaheva. I'm actually practicing on what are the sticking points of, of my roles. And uh, it's been really beneficial because I've gotten better at, instead of adding new tools to the toolbox, I've just sharpened the tools there, you know? So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to go with, when, when things open up, I'm excited to go with people I haven't seen who are probably going to be a little out of shape and just, just, just see, like, do I feel so that just, much stronger? Just smash. <laughs> just smash. Just smash. <laughs> you know? So it's just definitely been it. confidence boosting, too, just to just to feel. Being in shape and not, like, everyone that trains jiu-jitsu, I think, is in shape. Better than the average. Oh, absolutely. I, I know. You know? Yeah, like, that's. But if you're, like, in, like, closer to what I would call competition shape. I mean, that's, that's, so, that's different, That's so empowering. No, no, obviously yeah, it's different. Yeah. It, that's a high bar. One, yeah, that's... 100%. It's a super high bar. I, I'm, not, I'm not. But that. That's such a confidence booster. You shouldn't just keep going and then eventually it's going to wear down, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Which so. I mean, I imagine Eli getting a competition shape is he he's he's tough. Did you roll with not, him today? Not today, no. He's gotten. I mean, you know how he's got that that like if he gets his his arms like if he clasps if he connects his hands he's just gonna squeeze. He's got. Oh, he's yeah, got the. He, he's almost, he almost got up to two hundred there for a sec. We, really? we wanted to get him to like two ten so he could. But choke he's up. fighting at seventy. Fifty five. Uh, he's gonna go to one fifty five. Like he now he's gonna start. He's gonna start. He was he look he he was. He was enjoying his alcoholic beverages every day, so that was definitely ballooning him up. I mean, his empty like, calories. <laughs> is he only drinking calories or eating and drinking calories? Oh, he's eating the big, too. The um, yeah. That's, but he's gotten really strong, and yeah. I saw a video of him, one of the old commercials from the gym. I was joking to him about it. It's like I didn't even recognize him. Was he sucked out? No, I mean, from two. If you look at the, it, you were in the commercial too. Oh, was I? It's like two years ago. He's like, hey, it's more than just a gym, and, and he looks so narrow. And now he's his shoulder. I mean, he's always had big shoulders. I think genetically, but it's like he's broadened out tremendously. So he's really strong. I mean, he's got like personal training from you know oh, like yeah. a twenty five year. Yeah, so he's gotten super he's strong. And and my roles with him are basically like he's either like in half guard or my close guard, and there's just a lot of pressure. And, oh, I bet. And anytime I push, like he just locks down. So there's just a lot of just static strength being applied you know and i'm like oh i can kind of i'm gonna like kazushi him and like do some butterfly hook and it's just it's just just a lot of a lot of squeeze so that our, our our roles look probably pretty boring because there's very little movement but there's a lot of like tension there's a nuance <laughs> nuance in it like. there's a lot of tension i don't know if there's nuance but there's a lot of tension does he ever um does he ever try to just like if he's He'll if still you have go, butterfly guard and just like diving. Uh, he'll still Kimura's. go for the he'll still go for the diving Kimura, the diving guillotine. He'll is, still, uh, yeah. If he's like fuck this guard shit, hey, he'll just like jump. If, if you're listening, his opponent, <laughs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> well, it's an MMA fight, so it is. That's true. So he's just gonna double leg your ass anyway, bro, and just yeah, <laughs> pound you out and <laughs> grind on you. Um, what has your working out been? Because it looks like you've been consistent. Based I've on been this very one. consistent. So what's that been like? Because so, you put on weight. You say some of it good, some of it maybe Some of it good, some of it not so good. So I, I've been, you know, I did that one roll that one day. Because I was going to try to, like, you know, sneak in some jujitsu early mm-hmm. on and stuff. But, like, you know, that, that got put on the kibosh real quick for my wife. Um, so I finally, like, at early on, I was lifting basically every day, doing five by five every day, which was, I, I was feeling it like definitely overtraining you know so i've finally in the past four were you doing the bro split like what was your week it was literally just uh there's a um it's like strong lifts five by five and it's just three lifts for a workout five by five like on a days is squat bench deadlift or squat bench bent row and b days are squat military press deadlift so you're squatting on all days Oh yeah, so that's why I'm saying like Holy I was shit. I was overtraining big time, um like and my like my lower back and stuff was feeling it and stuff and and my knees and that sort of thing. So I I I went and bought that heavy bag. Um, I was using that as my active rest day. So now I am yeah, because you were doing the Bang Ludwig, the Boss Rutten workout, sir. Okay, sorry, I, I, but isn't he isn't he's he, yeah he's a, he's a Boss disciple. Okay, um, so he uh, I I, I do a days. Uh, I do the boss written workout basically. And then I do, there's this really, really good um, app called precision boxing. And so I'll, I'll do the, it's like 15 minutes of the kickboxing workout with, uh, I add more too, because like the rest is like, I do like 10 push ups in between. Like this, that's an old Bobby thing that we did. And 
Tell you what, man, it, it, there's something to do in push-ups. It makes your shoulder pain and stuff go away about just doing sort of like natural movements. Um, and then I would do, and then, then I do precision boxing right after that. So it's probably like 30 to 40 minutes of just heavy bag work um, to kind of keep my, my heart rate up. And then uh, I've started adding. So I do a day bag work, heavy singles deadlift, and that's all I do. Heavy bag work, and then B day. Yeah, you you mentioned to me that that you uh, you said I think I'm stronger than I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so were you doing that's with, an interesting like, thing. You right? and Stan did some singles. I did. So my buddy Andrew, my best friend Andrew, he um he he has degenerative disc disease in his lower back. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So he just can't do a lot of volume, right? And so he's he's had to modify his lifting, and he's he doesn't do like martial arts like like us, you know. For him, like the lifting is that's his athletics, right? And ours is sort of it's like a means to an end. Um, it's to supplement our lift, our, our jujitsu and, and kickboxing and stuff. Um, so he he's been doing heavy singles, which is um, you build up to you do singles basically leading up to a single one rep max for that workout, and then you taper off like to ninety five percent, then ninety percent of a single and a single. And then you do a volume part of it, which is like, there are different ways you can do it. You can do as many reps as you can at 85% in eight minutes. I did it where I was like, just, I do 80% of the one rep max for a total of 30 reps and just get it done. Um, yeah, so I had Stan over and, you know, I, I, I think I tend to just underestimate myself a lot. And there's also something to like lifting with people. Where there's that oh, little yeah, bit of like competitiveness, even though it's all friendly, you're not really competing. Where I was just, I was like, you know what? Like I'm, he's here, he's a guest, you know, like we're lifting. It's the first time both of us are really doing this heavy singles thing. I'd been doing it for like two weeks or whatever, but um, let's like, let's fucking do this, right? Let's open it up and see. Yeah, let's, let's see, see what I can do. how the body responds. And I definitely like, I, I had never lifted as much weight as I did that day. Like, I mean, granted, it's like, it's not much. I mean, like, it's, it was like three, it was like 355. And mind you, like, so my 355 isn't really 355 because I use a trap bar, which is 60 pounds, and I have 30 pounds of chains on it. So it's 355 if it were a, a normal straight bar. So it's like 380 or whatever the case is. Um, plus the chains. Plus the chains. No, no, it's like 355. Plus like fifteen because of this trap bar so it's three sixty plus thirty so it's three ninety I did for a single which is like the most I've ever lifted in my life and then I tapered back and then, then like for the volume part I did like two eighty five for like ten for my first set of that which like which was awesome because that left me with only twenty rep more reps to do um but yeah I was like man like just being able to focus on just like purely strength training and stuff uh, it's really uh a lot more eye-opening, which allows me to kind of open up a little bit more like I did today at Jiu-Jitsu, which was, yeah, we, we I might have rolled today. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of introspection in um, this, these eight weeks off of like examining my Jiu-Jitsu, examining my fitness and stuff, and like I'm going to make a commitment to myself to that it's okay to, I was telling Matt Cabrera, Cause he, he had said, he's like, man, like your passing felt different today, you know? And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've, I've thought a lot about things and, and like, I tend to be very like reactive and I'm always trying to work with the person and that sort of thing and be a good partner. But like, 
in order for me to really achieve the best I can for my jujitsu, maybe it's okay for me to win every now and then too, right? So like I opened up a little bit more today when I rolled. Um, so that's that's sort of my training goal for the rest of the year. Um, it's it's you know I think I got the okay from Paul that it's okay to use strength or whatever that you know. Yeah, what do you think about so so Paul posted this video. I mean, he'd been threatening to post a a vlog for years. And I've always chided, he started. I've always chided him. There's like bullshit. This is like I'll 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 wait. So that's I what it takes it. for to get him to do something. Then is two like years we just have to, two yeah. years of chiding. <laughs> Were you the the cameraman for that one? Or did no, you, no, he did, just camera. He did that. Oh, it did. It was yeah. all. In video. fact, I think it was one of those days that um, we came in like a noon or a two. I think he had been there the whole morning. Oh, really? Trying okay. to set that up. Nice. So yeah, he 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 storyboarded that and and did that, but. The content of that, which, by the way, I shared that on on Reddit, and that actually got comments. Oh, really? We have yet to get a comment on, like, I've shared our podcast episodes on yeah, Reddit. Yeah, because it's two schmucks that are, They're, you know, well, drinking I, beer and like, what? <laughs> also, he had, like, a clickbaity title, like, Strength Training for Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, exactly. Day, like, so. he probably got a tip from Armand about that. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good about that. Yeah. Armand, he's, you know, he's, he's definitely done his, like, research. <laughs> um, but that caused kind of, like, a kerfuffle amongst, not a kerfuffle, but let's say some debate. I mean, there was a, a, a decently long, like, comment thread on, I think, when you shared the video. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also are... came from, like, Ryan Martin, who's always going to try to troll and and that sort of thing. I but... like how he uses, like, the American dream Dusty Rhodes as, like, like as he would say. And I'm like, that's, a, that's like an all-time professional wrestler. Like, oh, yeah, using yeah, a professional yeah. wrestler to justify jiu-jitsu. Which, yeah, strength like, training and I'm, and I'm not saying And I'm not saying that what those guys, like those guys skill especially in that day there weren't some overlap with jujitsu but the fact that he's doing that is like is he trolling like is he gonna say like all you need to do is what the iron sheik does <laughs> you know what I mean? like you get the turkish clubs out and you just you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> we love you ryan <laughs> the uh i we, we, we do and we, and we miss you on the mats man i know like for real but he he, he won't be back he won't be back until it's clear okay he, he's I mean, made there that gonna clear be people like that yeah exactly um, but yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of discussion, right? When I shared it, um, it's, it's funny because like the first, like immediately the first argument that Ryan used, it's, it's obviously he didn't listen to the thing because the first thing that Paul addresses is what Ryan tried to use as an argument, right? Um, Marcelo Garcia never lifts weights. Right. Yeah. And you know, and it's. But Paul has a good counter-argument, and he didn't. He said that to us in conversation because the Marcelo thing comes up all the time, right? It's like, do, should you lift weights for jiu-jitsu? And people say, well, look at Marcelo. You know, a lot of people think Marcelo yeah. is the greatest of all time, and not only did he not lift weights, he says, like, he actually has an opinion. It's not like, well, it didn't work for me. Like, he just said, like, you shouldn't lift you weights. You should just, yeah, just spend more time than that. Right? Exactly. Uh, but have you ever watched the video of him? Like, there's there's a video of him that circulated about – Somebody asked him that directly, and he's like, "This is this is how I strength train, essentially." No, I did not yeah. see that. I'll, I'll, I'll post okay, that. I, I want to see that. It's good. So, the interesting thing that Paul brought up is, yes, Marcelo's. I mean, he's amazing, but he said, "What's to say that if Marcelo had worked out, he would not have won a few of those matches that he lost?" You know, like would he be, would would Popovich have beaten him if he had right. lifted weights, or would he would guys have? Gotten I mean, and Popovich more? is a 
a oh, specimen. He, yeah, mean, exactly. He's so, the, the bomba. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but you know. but as he said, it's like yeah. It's, as, as Paul said, it's like you know, if I were to coach Marcelo, you know, midway through his career, I probably wouldn't have made him strength train because you've got a formula that works. Like, don't mess with yeah, a winning yeah. formula. But just because it's a winning formula doesn't mean that it's possible that if you added strength and conditioning to that or a strength routine that you might have actually gotten more out of Marcelo. Yeah. And maybe not. Maybe that would have wrecked his technique or wrecked timing or, you know, taken away from the time on the mats, which he needed and stuff. I, I you know. Because that's a, that's a. But that's not the thing. point. Yeah. The point is like, what's the best version of Marcelo Garcia? The point is, is what's applicable advice for most jujitsu practitioners? Yes. And we tend to all have this sort of, I think, uh, I think it's, it's normal for people to have this kind of, self-perception of themselves where it's like well i could be the exception like i know when it comes to competition i know a lot of competitors um across all sports that all think they are the the gamers like i i show up on game day and perform you know what i mean and you know what a few of those guys were guys that they would look like shit in practice but when you put you know put them with a crowd or you put them in a competitive situation with opponent they actually rise to the occasion but most people aren't like, like most people do win on the training mats or on the training fields, on the training course, wherever, you know, your sport discipline is. So I think, uh, I can tell you that in the eight weeks that I've really dedicated myself to strength and conditioning with two guys that are pushing me, uh, I, I hope to continue this when the quarantine's over, you know, because I'm in. <laughs> All right, man. So pre jujitsu on Tuesday, Thursdays, let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, I definitely, I definitely see a, a big difference, and I do see a big difference in terms of injury prevention too. Because I've always been a big advocate of, of strength and conditioning for injury prevention. That should be first and foremost. Is is one hundred percent is do no harm, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It, that, that should be. I just think that like achiness in certain joints, like in my elbows and stuff, has gone away. Sure. You know, and I can hold positions longer. And Paul even mentioned he's like, you know, like in positions where I were able to cut through, like you're able to resist me. So. I mean, jiu-jitsu is elegant, but it's messy in practice when you have two people struggling. So having a little strength to help with the imperf- imperfection of the realities of two people grappling is uh, helps, you know? It just helps a lot. <laughs> so are you training on Monday? Oh, actually, we don't even know what's we going on. We don't know. Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. So, and, and by the time you guys are listening to it, you'll know the answer to this. So this is going to be kind of like... Well, a, I, okay. So just to go, to backtrack a little bit. So I've been made an admin on the page, right? Okay. And so I get like notifications for like inquiries Questions, yeah. about, about... The about number the of inquiries have yes. gone... Like, there are a lot I've, of, I, I can tell you right now, there's, a lot of I'm getting a lot of notifications on my phone, which yeah. I don't address them because I'm not, you know, I'm staff and I'm not staff, but... Well, I think you know, if 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 it's open Monday, then yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna train. Yeah. I definitely want to lift weights on Monday. Yeah, like that's my big thing is is figuring out where does the strength and conditioning part. And this is me speaking strictly egotistically about Noah's schedule. You know, um, where does that fit into it? But it'll be interesting. It'll be nice to see uh, whenever it does open up. Like I said, um, Florida's opening up or. And is is Miami now included with this? I don't know because like that's that was one of the that hot was spots, the high right? that was yeah. that was like the hot spot in Florida, uh, which is funny because like some, a place like the Villages is not where, but then again the Villages isn't like a high traffic area. You know they're just high at risk people. I mean Orange County last week, I saw had fifteen hundred confirmed cases, not currently just like all time, and Orange County encompasses more than a million people. 
Really? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so Orange County thus far, knock on wood, has not been like too densely. But Miami definitely had been hit harder. Yeah, I mean, you know? uh, even in speaking with someone we know who's in the medical profession mm-hmm. today, um, he had said, like, you know, we, we might be pa- – like, maybe this quarantine worked because things aren't as busy. In fact, there have been some layoffs and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like – Well, I mean, they only recently allowed uh, elective procedures to, to Yeah, like, like, like last week on the 4th, Yeah, right? and so. people – I know that, uh, you know, uh, Dennis's wife – Dennis, you know, trains with the gym. His wife, like, I believe – Broke a digit. I don't know if it was a toe or a finger. Jesus. I think it was a toe. I, I, it's what, very hiking? minor. Like I saw her, you know. Okay. But uh, maybe I'm off. But they, they, it's a very minor thing because I saw her after that. And she's fine. But they had to go to the emergency room. Dude, they're out in like 30 minutes. Like there's oh, nobody really? there. Really? Maybe. They I mean, this, a big like, part of it too is people just avoiding. I mean, that, that's a. So part it's of it. keeping it's keeping the hypochondriacs away from sure. the emergency room too. You know. So, so we should just come up with a pandemic. Lower healthcare yeah. costs somehow, right? Hey man, like, when I when I see all the environmental benefits of like. Though, I mean, honestly, traffic has definitely picked up in Orlando. Oh, in the past week? Or oh, past my two weeks, God. It's, it's been, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's been back to normal so. now. <laughs> but like four weeks ago, it's like you could drive, you could get on I-4, yeah. which I is mean, like I, terrible I, traffic. I'm driver. still taking I-4 home after work. So it's like, yeah. it's still good. It's not terrible. No, but it is definitely an uptick. Yeah, a oh, huge oh, for sure. uptick. Yeah, yeah. Once, I mean, like, once they opened the restaurants, it was like a game. People on. just want to get the fuck out, too. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, mean, no, I get it. I get that. I get that. I get that. But, um, you so know, th- what's interesting about the whole restaurant thing is, you know, Brian McKenzie, um, training partner of ours, he's the manager at uh, a local restaurant. And so they're operating at 40% of the normal revenue that they would be doing. But Are their costs. What's that? Are their costs at 40%? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, right? But uh, actually, I would imagine. I actually spoke to my accountant. GP is probably higher, right? Because like they don't have to have it. They're only allowed twenty five percent capacity in the house. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to I spoke to my accountant, and he said that he's already had to like file for bankruptcy for like three of his customers. Oh, really? And they were all restaurants. But oh, he said bigger. Terrible. He's like, it's like the restaurants that can survive are like your Outbacks and I mean, chains. On yeah, Ruth's like, Chris, but like your smaller mom and pops are are just because even now they can't make the. And he said like it was costing him money. Like the people said, oh. And again, this is this is anecdotal from one guy. I'm not saying this is universal. I, that's something I've become very sensitive to over these eight weeks is like how I how I how I uh, clarify, qualify. How do I qualify my statements? Yeah, because, man, everyone's just like everybody's an expert. All everybody's yeah. an expert. So I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to it's anecdotal. And this is anecdotal. So he said in, in the people he's talking about are ones that uh even doing takeout was costing him more than just keeping things shut. Like the really? staff and the cost of doing takeout service. Sure, just the overhead that's involved yeah. with. Now, what's crazy is I uh, I went with these guys to the beach recently, and we went into, uh, or they went into, I didn't, I actually. Did they wear face masks? I don't, uh, I don't know, but they went into a subway, and it was just one lady working the subway. Which is actually kind of dangerous. I right? Mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of, but it's like, so that's how you keep costs down is you just yeah, have you one just, person right. doing everything, but it took forever. Like I was in the car. I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, was there a party in there? I was like in the, I was two subway sandwiches took like 15, 20 minutes. And I was sitting in the car like, what? what yeah. What? I mean, that's across the board too. Cause I've done some takeout at work. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, I mean, and, and 
I've also have the empathy to not be an asshole about like extended lead times for food too, right? Sure. But but I can't say the same for most Karens in the world and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean like you you have to cut back. Like labor is the most expensive thing in all business, right? Yeah. So I I get it. Um, but it's uh, I I'll I'll be back Monday or Tuesday for sure. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, who comes? It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, if we are open, I'm hoping we are, because um, we're, we're at least allowed to be. Exactly, we're allowed to be. And of course, it'll be interesting to see who's gained the most weight. We, <laughs> I, I I'm at uh, I'm at ten right now. So yeah, but it's not like I think there's gonna be some people that really balloon bad. Like not. Like it's like they're they're gonna be like putting their their belts gonna look like a little off. So that's an interesting thing, right? Because like, we kind of which shows about you that. like how important jujitsu is gonna be. Maybe not, you know. And that it is a vehicle for people's fitness. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, but that's the thing is, is like I'd imagine, and maybe, and, and I'm not disparaging people who have gained weight and stuff like, but like, if I, I found a way. I mean, granted, I'm also. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you have you have a home gym. Yeah. I have. I I'm blessed to have. I'm have a close enough relationship with a gym owner that I have access yeah, to the true. facilities of a gym, even though it's closed. And we live in Florida in a, in a place that's relatively, you know, has a low infection rate in yeah. Orange County. And it's, I mean, in Florida, even the winters aren't bad. So it's like, we get to be outdoors. Yeah, like yeah. We have access to a lot of stuff. Imagine you lived in, when this started, I got a message from one of my friends in Calgary. So when this started, what, like March? or April, maybe even April. I talked to him. I was like, it's at like least late March. I yeah. So I, it was, maybe I talked to her in April. And I was like, well, at least, you know, at least it's not winter. She's like, it's still like 20. Yeah. It's winter for and, them. Yeah, it's so, winter. Yeah. So until like if you don't June. have like a, if, if the place that you go to exercise, if you're indoors in an apartment or a small house, you can so, find things to do. Yeah. But I mean, it's a lot harder to, to, you can, I, if there's a will, there's a where. I agree with you. Like on that. that's, that's, I, I agree that's with why you on I don't that. accept that. Like I, I agree with you, but it's a harder sell for people in those situations than what we had to deal with. This that's is very, very true. And you I, I mean? I'm, like, I'm what taking we my had to over, what we had to overcome to stay active was a far less was a was a not as high a hurdle as say my friend in Calgary, Calgary right, right. Like, like, I mean, cause she also, in, I mean, cause space is an issue too. Exactly. Like, or people or people in New York city, you yeah, know, they're got, just on top of each other, you know, that's true. So it, it, it's, uh, and, and the fact that, you know, not only, I don't know about you so much, but I also, because of being in Florida and being to be out, I get to see other people, even if I'm not talking to other people, I get to see other people. I mean, I work because so I walk like, around yeah. and stuff. So I've had that human contact, which I think is also important that, other people might not have that benefit of too. So they they might be going fucking stir crazy with cabin fever, you know? So, but you're a lot outside. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to just, I know, but in New York city, it's a lot harder. That's true. But New York, obviously is the epicenter of it in the United States. Yeah. It's a unique, it's a, I'm actually curious how Tokyo handled, like the questions I have posed are like, well, what are other like hugely densely populated cities like Seoul? or Tokyo or Shanghai well, I think like a lot what of happened? times places in I mean like hell you see you know I'll, I'll go shopping at the Asian markets and it's not even like quarantine nothing like nothing's going on right and mm-hmm. I'll see people wearing face masks and I'll be you know hell I you know Stacy and I used to go to theme parks and shit all the time and a lot of like 
Asian tourists, you know, they'll come over and be like wearing a face mask, like at fucking Disney World, you know, which to me is insane. But like, I maybe they're just so used to being. But is that is that is that because they 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 think they are a vector, or they think they're exposed to a place that? I don't know. Maybe it's a little. My understanding is, if the culturally in in those countries, it was. If I'm sick, I don't want to infect. Sick, okay. I will, yeah, that's okay. Maybe that. I mean, maybe they are just. Come being on, pretty. dude! You're the Vietnamese guy. Like, yeah. Which evidently, I look exactly like Viet, right? Yeah. Um, the no, I mean, I don't know. I'm I doing mean, that thing again. yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's it's I, I just assumed it, a lot of it was for like, why did Michael Jackson wear a mask? Oh, no, come on, man! You say Michael Jackson? <laughs> yeah, I know, I mean, like, I mean, was he doing it to hide his face? No, um, there are a lot of things you could ask about Michael Jackson. Like, this is true. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I would always see them. So, I, but I can't, but I, I can't imagine that there were that many sick tourists at a theme park. That they're, you know, I don't know. Flights, I think flights are notorious for getting people. Oh hell yeah, not tourists, but for people like the um, it's. So you're gonna maintain your kind of lifting schedule, like you, I mean, at least your lifting protocol. It depends on my training partners and you that's know, true. Their, their stuff. Um, and Eli, of course, is now getting ready for a fight. When, so, so that's the next. I month? mean, he does not as of this. Uh, the The goal is to fight on the same card as Bryant, which is next month in Miami, Combate America, um, which is four weeks away. We should try to. Put a group Road of trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been to a live for fight. sure, and that's a bigger, it's a bigger stage yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than what we've been to. to you can watch here. Combate America on, uh, on like Univision or something. Uh, actually, on, on Pluto TV, there's a channel okay. for them. So, so um, because he's in a training camp, yeah. I'm sure that his strength and conditioning is now going to change. Yeah, yeah. Cause no, because he's going to be tapering he's, for four yeah, weeks. So uh, Paul's going to probably have him on a different schedule. Um, or a different kind of thing. Honestly, I don't mind like if his conditioning alters. I, you know, I'll just hell. Keep then you just be in an amazing shape. I'll just yeah, I'll just keep doing the same. You know, so you can alternate just in case you know they have somebody pull out. You I can, can be like Uri Faber. <laughs> like, yeah, you just get in there, man. Like, <laughs> just why not? <laughs> I'll do I'll be, as long as I can do the hoist and wear my gi. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't want to wear a gi? The um, that that uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was really nice to watch live MMA. I mean, I didn't get to watch oh, a lot. That was what I I was so you were so we're recording this in my apartment and and that was the thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, was the UFC event two forty nine. Yeah, uh, and more recently, uh, one seventy one the UFN. Ultimate yeah, the fight Ultimate Fight Night. Wow, you you knew that number. Yeah. So I, I we're talking about the Ferguson Gaethje card yeah. on Saturday, which was an insane card. That that entire event, that entire event, like incredible, like I think it's one of the best events ever. One, yeah, in and terms of in terms of quality of fights and how they all turned out. Very few decisions, all exciting. All even it. the even the worst fight was still a great technical fight. Dude, the second fight of the card had a guy going between arm triangles and twister attempts. Yeah, like, incessantly, and that was amazing. Now maybe for the standard, which viewer, like Ryan Martin like lost his shit. Oh, he, he, oh yeah, he was like <laughs> he was like creaming his shorts. <laughs> he, he texted me about the like that. I night. mean, it was all everyone was. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, were it was going awesome, nuts yeah. watching. It was it was amazing, you know. And he almost got it. And what was cool is like, dude, he can just hit that guy's like liver and like or like yeah. he can just hit his side and his it's, like, kidneys stretched open. Right? Yeah, like, just like bam, bam, bam. So um, yeah, oh, the whole card was. 
The Cerrone Pettis fight was good. Like was great. I, they were all good. Even the guys, the fighters I didn't know were tremendous. I really liked the Olenek fight with yeah. Verdum. With Verdum. Yeah, that was that a, was yeah. cool. The Gagey fight though, man. God damn. That they, without a crowd, you could hit here all those that shots. That was like that that was stopped really late. What was worse? That fight or the Anthony the Smith, Smith. The, the Anthony Smith by far. Yeah, Glover looked good, man. He looked really good. Glover looked really good. I mean, like, and he's like a forty-five year old guy. Forty, uh, 40 okay. But he, but he said like, uh, like he told DC, I, w- I would have liked to fight you, but you know, you're inspiring me, man. Like, dude, win. he. I mean, he looked. I mean, his. He looked just as fresh round four that as he did round one. His head movement was good. His hands like picking his shots, and dude, the guy. Well, the thing, the thing I, he reminded me, I was telling like guys like Eli and Paul, I was like, man, like he reminded me a little bit of Rampage and how he went in the pocket. Like, I'm not a striker. Like I I have very limited striking knowledge, but it was, it was cool to see a guy use more of a boxing approach, getting in the pocket, head movement, getting inside and and throwing. He threw the occasional leg kick, but he wasn't fighting from the outside so much like a kickboxer or Muay Thai. Well, I think he's, he was shorter than Smith, right? So he had to stay on the inside. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think even if he had like, I think his style of fight, you know. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's that that sort of like Mike Tyson, Zambini's yeah, exactly. like stayed like just right in your face, keep but keep geez, the other guy man, moving backwards. Fu- and what's crazy is it was right after he got his eye shut a little bit. He, oh, was it? Yeah, he got his eye shut, and then he just started uncorking. And I don't know if that was he got he got like enraged by that, or if he thought the other guy was tired, but. I mean, Anthony Smith got the shit kicked out of him. I mean, he TV. got beat up worse than by John Jones. John Jones couldn't stop him. Yeah, I and mean, Glover beat. I mean, and, and that and, was a beat. That wasn't even a fight, dude. dude. Like, I, I remember him handing something to the ref. I thought that was his mouthpiece. I didn't realize that was where his teeth. Jesus Christ! Like, imagine you're getting you're called up now. Glover said afterwards that he was actually talking to him, and he said, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I got to do this. You know, really? it's part of the job." He's like, yeah, man. I know. It's like stuff like that. Like, no, but that's awesome. Like he, like I, that's why I think he's trying to choke him out. Like, I was yeah, because like, he's like, I don't want to beat you up anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but sure. I think he might have. Like, we're debating. It's like, did he? Could he have finished the fight earlier if he just like? Oh, if, if he un- if he did what Matt Hughes did to like Hoist Gracie, where he just fucking got his hooks in and just look fucking hammer. But did he shift? not do that because he risked that he might not be able to finish it and tire himself out? That was the counter argument. Maybe. Like what he did was safer. Oh sure, I mean you know, but it just made Anthony. Dude, it, it, he, dude, the guy looks so. He looked a little off, too, right? Like I mean, dude, I mean he got the shit kicked out of him. No, but I mean, like even just if like, you look at him, so, he looks so deflated. Yeah, I mean, when exactly. you tell a guy, when yeah. you tell, I mean, everyone's talked about it, it's like, I think my, my teeth are coming out. You know, Paul. Paul said like that's on the corner. Like the corner needs. They to should stop have that. stopped. Like it was. It was I thought the ref four. was good. For whatever my opinions worth, I thought it was good because I, I heard you, you could hear him talking like. It's okay, Dude. like, like you got to defend yourself, like, and and and, and he Anthony, was, he was defending and, and himself. Yeah, yeah. responding to him, you know. So he was. I thought the guy, I thought the ref came off as a really like compassionate, sympathetic guy, like you know, like you guys okay, like you could hear him talk, which is cool. That like, that's I, I kind of like MMA fights without a crowd. So it is. I was shocked at how how not having the crowd did not detract from the fight. Exactly. I, mean, I was like, expecting... did you ever watch Pride back in the day? That's kind of how it was, though, you know, in Pride. Well, because because Jap- the Japanese audience very, is very, very quiet. Yeah. You know? I kind of like that. But they that. darkened everything, so, and they darken things anyway, so you don't really see the crowd too much. Like, you see, like, 
the first few rows. Yeah, just like. But you saw a few heads anyway, yeah. right? You saw a few of those heads around. Like the people with the face masks. But hearing the impact of every Dude. punch and every kick makes you appreciate, made me at least appreciate how fucking terrible you know, MMA is. And how Dude. tough these people yeah, are. Yeah, man. Like, when you, who was it that clacked shins? It was like that Morales, whatever the hell it was. Like the dude with the, who kind of reminded me of uh, Bryant. There, it was like a straight kickboxing, like a, a, a Venezuelan guy. Oh, and yeah, they, yeah, Oh, yeah, my God. That. When they were just like, trading leg kicks on. Oh, was like, that was cool. Like, and, and I don't know if, I, I'm confusing cards. I think this was back on the Saturday card, the one that was Gaethje and, and Ferguson, but. Catter or Cutter? Cater. 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 Yeah. Cater. Yeah. Yeah. He looked. He looked nasty. He beat them. Like that was the, Like that's like, like that's the kind of striking that, like I like to see. You know, like just good technical picking your shots. Like yeah, like, that, the, man. MMA is back. Like I'm really glad that it was like the first live sport, that like people. It, it kind of gave everybody the opportunity to like really really watch some good fights and and I think MMA UFC might have gained some more fans with the two cards that have been live since the quarantine, you know, cause it's the first live sport back. Right. And they were good. I'm sure they did and good they were, ratings, oh, but, yeah. th- but they were really, I mean, the first event was just stacked and I don't think anyone expected Gaethje to look that good. No. I, a lot of people are like, are like shitting on Tony, like not look like Tony didn't look as sharp or something. I'm like, bullshit, man. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like he didn't win, but is that because he sucked? No, fucking Gaethje's a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he also, I mean, not to make excuses for Tony, but he also did do the two weight cuts, which is like, like I get it. You're, you're tough and I, and you're, you're kind of weird and and I get it and stuff. And it's part of your shtick. This was my weird thing about, this is the only comment I have about that fight, which is after that first round, he'd already gotten lit up. Yeah. Yeah. And this could have been just how the camera cut it, but they showed t- Tony going back to his corner. First person to talk is Eddie Bravo. And Eddie Bravo is there is like, excellent boxing, excellent boxing. And I'm just looking good. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, number one, he got lit up. Number two, why is Eddie Bravo? Why is, the, so why, that's why funny is that, you that, say that guy talking about the boxing, which brought up, the whole next conversation. Eddie Bravo has gone on record saying, "What the fuck are striking coaches giving jujitsu advice and blah blah blah?" Well, on the you know, yeah, and, and I brought this up with I think at the the night of because we were watching the fights with people and Paul was there and other people and I was like, "What's the protocol?" Or maybe the day next who's day, the one who talks? Yeah, like right? how do you guys set that up? Is it just he's like usually there's one guy and then if you know the the auxiliary coaches who and I'm just using the word auxiliary loosely because they're they're also they're tremendous coaches, but whoever the the is deemed the head coach, that's like where the knowledge is funneled through. Yeah. yeah. But he's like some other guys. Like if you watch, like, uh, yeah, they'll who, be like, who's the guy with John Jones? Like who who like uh, Wink, 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 Wink John Wink and who's the other guy? Uh, Jackson Wink. Jackson Wink. Yeah. So it's like they'll talk for thirty seconds and it's like okay now your turn. Like they have it structured. Yeah. But it just it just came off weird to me that Eddie Bravo a is kind of lying <laughs> who just turned 50 by the way happy birthday yeah which is crazy because yeah. 50 years old wow. uh but he uh why is he talking about striking <laughs> i mean yeah and like wh- <laughs> he then later said you might have to try an eminari man <laughs> and he did yeah. go for the eminari one which is a little late to the game there um that i i if, if so i i prefer like a controlled environment which is what this these two UFCs have been, right? 
and like the idea of nerves for a fighter. And I'm sure that they're going to have nerves regardless. Do you feel that this is a more level playing field so we are seeing a more true competition so that we don't have to deal with hometown crowds and, you know, like... I do, but I think, I, think, I think it affects sort of some fight. I think having a crowd um, is another element that, like maybe, I'm using this as an example. Maybe Gaethje sucks with a crowd. I'm not saying he does. Right, I'm right, just right. using this as an example. You know? Maybe he sucks with, with a crowd, he'd lose to Tony. But it's like when it's just there, he doesn't have that distraction. Or maybe he would fight better with a crowd. But like, know? and that's the thing is like, you know, maybe he, if he had... If there was a crowd and you know he's lighting people up, it would have he wouldn't have responded as well to his corner saying, "Take ten percent off your punches." Sure, you know, like that's the thing because the crowd get, as they get hyped up and blah blah, then they gets him hyped. You know, like well, so is this say, making Greg for Hardy a better? Said, Greg fight? Hardy said he heard DC like you need to check those leg kicks from a commentary. Like you're to hear DC commentating, he need to check those leg kicks. He's like, yeah, I should check those leg kicks. Yeah, and, which was but, weird. I mean, th- there's a whole slew of questions that that arises. Yeah. Like, why you? Why didn't your coach say that or any of that stuff? But, but I mean, like, it's also, yeah, that's true. I think the the truth the truth is, it's like this is a spectator sport. You know, this is a business. There's supposed to be a live crowd. That's what it's going to go back to. Yeah. But I do think without a crowd, it's 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 more interesting to me. It's as if we get to get a little closer to the action because we don't we as viewers don't have the distraction of the crowd. Yeah. The other thing I would like to say is I think that I think is true, at least to some degree, is that not having the crowd means there's no influence on the fighters and the referee to change how yes. the fight is going. Like, you know how, boo, how? Yeah, exactly. Right? There was none of that. So the fight was just a fight and it played out. And I think there'd be situations where maybe not with these fights, but I can see situations where people, the crowd would boo. And that would affect things. And and also, I mean, furthermore, too, like just the idea of the corners of, of an athlete being able to hear their corner. Right. Like there's uh, like there's a certain amount of gamesmanship in that, too. Right. Like because. I, I, I'm I'm all for it because to me, it's more pure fighting, mm-hmm. you know, like anything that you can take away to strip away. And I get it's all part of the business is that you can strip away of just like the bullshit of like, you know, you talk about like you know, Conor McGregor, for example, who, you know, for his first Nate Diaz fighter, I don't even remember, um, you know, he was stuck doing a lot of this like media stuff. And the second fight, I think it was where he was just like, fuck it. I don't want to do this media. I want to focus on fighting and stuff like there's something to that, you know, like of like, this is what I'm paid to do and I want to fight. And if I can hear my corner better, if I can, you know, not get distracted by the crowd, I'm going to perform better. And and you're getting, in my opinion, the best out of both athletes, if that's the case, you know? Um, if, if there's never a, a Just Bleed guy in the fucking audience again or a crowd full of people, I'm all for that. So. It'll be interesting. I think, uh, what do we have uh, tonight? There's a fight. There's one, yeah. What it's was, on ESPN. What's the it's, uh, main event? Harris and... Oh, well, Harris oh, and uh, uh, Overeem. Overeem. Oh. Man, they're picking their cards smart, aren't they? Like... No live sports, folks. Let's just fucking throw like. And I think uh, Claudia is fighting someone, and that's a pretty good fight. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's it's they're they're being smart about it, and, and it's all it's all uh, tax revenue for Florida, kind of, right? I mean, I don't know how much how how that's involved exactly, but it's all in Jacksonville. Yeah, so, man. Dana I mean, White went on record saying, "Like sports, if you're looking for a model, 
If you're looking, just just come to Florida. Come to Florida. So Dana, keep it up. Keep it up. Well, come to Orlando. Selfishly, yeah, selfishly for uh, for being able to train in gyms again. I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I'm 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 hopeful that um, things continue to open up and and things continue to go back to some level of normalcy and we're fine. Yeah. And there's no like spikes and rebounds or anything like that. But but if you do go back and you get sick, fuck them. You deserve it, right? <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with the yeah, gym yeah. and, uh, and where we are like seven days from now. Cause the next episode we'll have a time to look back and reflect on yeah. kind of the early, early things of this. But, um, but yeah, so we're going to close things down. Get ready Everyone. to come back to an upgraded gym too, folks. Yeah, we we there's some renovations and and there's some things being shifted around. Lots of stuff going on. So, uh we will catch you next time. <laughs>